Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 324-2017. Um, I could ask you what's new and exciting this week, but maybe we should start off uh, with something new called the Where in the World is Alex Clark portion of the CASA <laughs> update. Where are you, Alex? Um, I'm in Atlanta. Uh, okay. I'm down here for the Vape Showcase mm -hmm. and uh, pretty excited for a couple of things. First of all, the Vape Showcase people always put on a pretty high quality event. Awesome. Um, so it's it's just it's always nice to attend something as well put together as that. And um, we are kind of, I guess this is part of rolling out our actual real life letter writing campaign, um, sending letters to HHS Secretary Tom Price. Right. Um, so I'm going to be spending my weekend walking around the convention floor getting people to uh you know sign letters write some personal messages and uh and then we're going to mail them off to secretary price awesome sounds like a good weekend yeah and i i would add i i didn't get a chance to to talk about it before we go we went on but um okay. so uh i am in a hotel and i'm on their their crappy free internet i didn't get oh. the i didn't upgrade to the the real internet before right. we came on. So um, on, on our little thing, if you guys are going to share uh, links and stuff, I would recommend waiting until we're done because I think I might, if my voice cuts out when when things get shared, I don't know. Okay. But just a technical note. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Then. Anyway, um, so uh, on, to the, on to business. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, down here in Atlanta, um, and uh, I know that uh, the Georgia Smoke Free Association will also have a table, um, mm -hmm. and I think someone, uh, Amy McCann from Safada is down here as well, okay. uh, and I feel like maybe someone else, I think it's just the three of three groups, um, okay. but each one of us are going to be um, you know, trying to get people to sign letters. Uh, GSFA is, is obviously running the um, uh, gathering signatures electronically uh, okay. for this huge uh, industry letter that is going to be delivered to Secretary Price. Um, right. You know, the effort there is to get, you know, there's tens, there's, well, there's definitely more than 10,000 vapor businesses throughout the country. Awesome. And, um, know the effort is to get as many thousands of those businesses to sign on to this letter and, and to further illustrate um you know just the the damage that the deeming regulations will do okay. and the ask um the ask in that letter and the ask in our letter is urging secretary price to delay any any further implementation of the deeming regulations um right. and I, i'm not sure what exactly he could do retroactively. I mean, you know, lots of people have already registered their products. They've already spent tons of money registering their products. Right. Um, so I don't know if that registration process would then still continue, but the other parts of this regulation, the other deadlines that are, that are coming up, um, the effort is to get those, you know, delayed. The ask is for, you know, uh, at least two more years. Some people have asked for four, mm -hmm. um, but you know, overall, the idea is to get get a delay so that we can continue working to fix these regulations. Sure. Um, you know, in a way to keep these products on the market. And, mm -hmm. you know, 
from the consumer perspective, preserve yeah. our access to the diverse vapor market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I want to. I want to generate. I'm hopeful to generate lots of letters. That's 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 what I'm hopeful about. I was awesome. able to get. Uh, I think I got nearly a hundred signatures on a thank you letter, or on thank you letters to mm-hmm. uh, Senator Johnson at the last vape showcase I was at in, in awesome. Dallas. So, um, yeah, looking forward to doing that this weekend. Um, and uh, for anybody who who doesn't know, didn't get the alert or didn't see the post. Um, we have this exact campaign uh, on our website. Um, okay. And uh, it's very simple. As a shop owner, you can download uh, that it's all they're all PDFs. So there's a, there's two different PDF flyers that mm-hmm. you can download and print out and, and put them on your counter. They look nice, I, I hope. Uh, <laughs> and I, I designed them myself. <laughs> Um, okay. if, if they don't look nice, it's not, if it's not something you don't want to put in your store, you know, it's your call, it's your store. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a flyer there if you want to promote it and then you can download the letter, print it out and make it available to your customers. And, um, you know, the, the, buy some stamps, buy a big envelope, whatever, collect it, send it in to secretary price. Uh, and, you know, make sure you snap a picture too of all the letters that you people are writing. Um, that, that, that sends a message as well. So that's available on our website in a post, um, all that stuff's there for download. And I'm hoping to kind of set this up and and show people, you know, this is what it can look like. It's very simple. It doesn't take up a lot of counter space and it's really easy to get people, you know, to come and get engaged. Yeah. Um, so that, that's like the good fun news. (laughs) Guess we should move on to what happened in state legislatures this week. Um, okay. So uh, we put out a call to action for uh, Montana SB 354. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the 74% wholesale tax. Yes. Um, I need to update this. I just just found out that there is a committee hearing. Um, okay. uh, this is a 74% wholesale tax on vapor and smokeless tobacco. Um, the, the vapor is a brand new, obviously 74% wholesale tax right. and the smokeless tobacco is, I've, I haven't seen this a lot of other places, but I've seen it before. Um, the current tax on smokeless is 50% of wholesale. Yeah. Um, or wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's 50% of wholesale. This bill would raise that to 74% of wholesale or uh, the tax on a pack of cigarettes, whichever one is greater. So it is one way or another, it's, it's a, it's a tax hike. Um, and so we are opposed to both of those proposals all in one bill. Uh, and I checked on the site before we came on and, um, that is scheduled for a hearing on the 27th, which is that Monday or Tuesday? Um, that would be Monday. Yeah. So scheduled for a hearing on Monday and I'll need to update our engagement for that so that people can um, get some emails out and make some phone calls. Um, The other thing that happened, I'll I'll splice in some, some good or fun news. Um, (laughs) I, we put out a call to action for Rhode Island last, last week. I ended this, so I don't have it at my fingertips, but uh, there was a bill in Rhode Island and the way that the, the tax was written um, 
the word that they used in the definition uh, was tobacco substitutes. Right. And it created a, bit, a little bit of confusion, but um, we wanted to err on the side of caution, as did mm-hmm. um, the, the, the people, the, the businesses in Rhode Island also sure. um, wanted to err on the side of caution that that may be broadly interpreted to include vapor products. Um, so uh, there were a bunch of people, it sounds like, that showed up at the hearing. And uh, I, I believe there was a bunch of people that sent emails as well. Awesome. And um, they got to the hearing, and I don't know if it was the bill sponsor or somebody on the committee spoke up and said, "Just wanted to clarify that tobacco substitutes does not include e-cigarettes, and we did we had not intended at all to tax those products." So, okay. um, I'll take that as a win. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's uh, it's, yeah. it's certainly certainly nice to hear a lawmaker say we didn't have any intention of taxing vapor products. Mm-hmm. So. That's a quote for the ages somewhere. <laughs> so, um, good news out of Rhode Island. Um, Nevada is the other tax bill that we're watching. Um, this, so this was heard in committee on Tuesday. Uh, this okay. is a five five cent per milliliter tax. Mm-hmm. And, um, just to clarify, right off the bat we are not supportive of any extra taxes on vapor products. The only reason that we have urged support in places like Kansas and Pennsylvania for five cents per milliliter taxes is because they are a, they are effectively a, a pretty big reduction in the taxes that are on the books. So right. we are not supportive of extra taxes. We are supportive mm-hmm. of tax reductions. So, there is currently no extra tax on vapor products in Nevada, and this is an extra tax, five cents per milliliter. Mm-hmm. Um, it went to a committee hearing, and uh, I know Stefan Didak was there. Uh, people from mm-hmm. the Nevada Vapor Association were there, mm-hmm. um, and and Nevada does this thing where they have, uh, you know, the hearing is in Carson City, but right. um, you know, Las Vegas is like what an eight hour drive away. So so they sort of simulcast it. They do it kind of like Alaska, Mm -hmm. um, which it's actually kind of remarkable to me. So, you know, you can do that in Nevada, right? but you know, California (laughs) that has, you know, this is much taller than Nevada, you know, no consideration given to Northern California or extreme Southern California people. (laughs) <laughs> might not be able to make it into Sacramento, um, but uh, hey, that's California. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nevada has this thing where they sort of toss to people who are sitting in a, a sort of offsite, you know, committee hearing room in, right. uh, in Las Vegas. And uh, it was just, I sorry, I was just sort of geeking out a little bit about the mechanics of the, the committee hearing. Well, um, I mean, it seems like you should, with the technology available, be able to do tele testimony. Do you know what I mean? Using yeah. Skype or similar technology. I mean, that seems like a good way to get all your constituents heard. Yeah, and that's been, you know, Alaska obviously has a lot of remote areas. You know, there are mm-hmm. certain places in Alaska that you can't reach right. uh, unless you fly in for certain mm-hmm. parts of the year. So um, right. they have the legislative information offices that people can go to in their towns and, and uh, give testimony when, when hearings happen. So 
yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and it, it, it certainly makes makes the uh, makes the legislative process accessible to a lot more people. Exactly. Um, but uh, so yeah, the the results of that committee. I actually watched the committee hearing, and okay. um, I, I don't recall there being a vote. Um, I don't exactly know what the result of the hearing was. Um, I just know that the hearing happened. There will mm -hmm. possibly be another hearing. Maybe it goes to another committee. Um, okay. I, I'm just sort of unclear at this point. But if you live in Nevada, um, please take advantage of our engagement and send lawmakers a message urging them to oppose this tax. Right. <sighs> <laughs> Plenty of stuff going on. Hard to keep track of it all, huh? It's it, yeah. It's you know. It's springtime. Everything's going to a committee hearing. It's yes. been kind of a whirlwind. Um, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Friday. So it's Friday. I'm here. Yes. <laughs> it's been a little nutty. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw your your photographs today. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I always enjoy flying in planes that are sort of put together. Um. Yeah. Uh, interestingly. <laughs> put put together interestingly. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to appropriately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else happened last week. Um, I know Kansas is happening. Right. Um, why don't I have, I think there's an update pending about Kansas okay. uh, and I'm on such slow internet that uh, I'm likely not mm -hmm. to get this in a timely fashion. Okay. Um, the uh, Kansas Vapor Association is a good place to check for that. I do know there's an update. This has gone to the house and um, yeah, I think this bill has quite a bit of support. So um, that's good news for Kansas, from what I understand. Am I still with you? You're still here. I was just looking to see if I could grab the update for you. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, and some stuff loads pretty quickly. The other stuff does. Oh, New York, New York, New York, New York. Okay, so this is this is the important one here. They're all they're all important, but New York is is a bit more in depth. Um, so in case you haven't seen our engagement for this, for I guess a couple of months now, it's been pretty widely known that the governor was going to, some sort of tax bill was going to be heavily promoted in New York this year. And when we started this conversation, there were two options on the table. It was like a 75% wholesale tax or a 10 cent per milliliter tax. And the 10 cent per milliliter tax is what ended up getting proposed in Governor Cuomo's budget. That quickly morphed into a 40%, or I'm sorry, a 40 cent per milliliter tax, which would make it, I believe, um, with the exception of like Chicago, but as far as states go, that 40 cent per milliliter would be the highest or one of the highest taxes in the country and this section of the bill also would include vaping in the in the state's indoor smoke-free air law um, which is a weird you know thing to do in a budget bill but apparently right. that's kind of how things work in new york okay so 
Um, there's also uh, some very, it, it's kind of hard to sort through this. Uh, you know, I, I obviously I read a lot of legislation, but this New York is written in a way that gets kind of confusing and um, it's just very time consuming to kind of pick all of this apart. Uh, yeah. There are um, what appears to be very stiff penalties for people transporting e-liquid through New York in New York and not having the proper paperwork. And there are, right. sort of, there are limits. I think the consumer, the average, average Joe consumer limit is like 44,000 milliliters. Wow. Um, but if you're carrying that or more and you don't have receipts or invoices showing, you know, something, if it looks like you're basically smuggling e-liquid, <laughs> um, there are pretty steep penalties. Um, I believe there's, there's jail time or something and there's thousands of dollars in fines. Wow. Um, and so these, they've based these thresholds on it. Like they sort of, it seems like they tried to identify an equivalency with, with cigarettes. Right. And so that's what these thresholds are based on. Okay. And so as a, as a, a, a manufacturer, retailer, distributor, whatever, if you're bringing, if you're moving product around the state and you don't have the proper paperwork to show that you've paid the tax or whatever, then you can get busted and fined and possibly face jail time. Right. Um, and this is, <laughs> it's laughable because it, it's just, I mean, it, it, it is, it is a clear demonstration of just how little New York state has learned about their tobacco tax policy. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm yeah. just gonna, I mean, this is a, not even really a, an official looking back of the envelope estimate, but right. I assume that New York probably has the largest black, largest cigarette black market in the country. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they have the highest cigarette tax, yeah. and they have over half the cigarettes sold in the state of New York are sold on the black market. Yeah. And so, what's their solution to controlling the way that people use and sell electronic cigarettes? Well, let's just tax the hell out of it. <laughs> and if we implement these steep fines, like I'm sure they have for cigarette trafficking, uh, right. people just won't do it. Oh, yeah. So. That works. It's, yeah, it's 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 very much um, the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same yeah. thing over and over, over again, and over expecting again. different results. Sure. Um, so apparently, you know, New York State is a big fan of the black market, which typically, I think, I think you would say. <laughs> I mean, if you if you wanted to point fingers at why uh, any state officials might like to see a black market or would do things that would encourage a black market. Right. Typically, you point to connections within organized crime. Right. Those are the people that benefit the most from a black market. And New York, as we all know, uh, does have a long and sorted history of it with organized crime. Oh, yes. um, so I'm not making any specific accusations. I just say that's something to consider. <laughs> it's it's interesting, isn't it? You know, yeah. the the thing that causes the most crime. Let's run with this again. Hmm. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to, and I, I certainly want to encourage anybody to put that into talking points that you might present to the legislature. That is, 
<laughs> when you say things like that in an official capacity, not on you know your your weekly organizational podcast, um, that is typically met with very very strong reaction. Um, but uh, it, it is it is certainly something to think about. You know, more or less, at least the one talking point that that is worthwhile is that black markets only benefit organized crime. So yes, um, you know that's if that's something that you want in your state, then by all means. But you know, I would yeah. kind of think that you wouldn't want that in your state. So, yeah. Um, what do you think? It, let's keep it reasonable, kids. Um, and so, the only, <laughs> from what I understand, the only the only part of the bill that all three groups—the governor, the, the assembly, and the senate—the only thing that they can agree on is the indoor vaping ban. Right. The tax has changed, and, and whatever. Uh, and, and I'm sure even the licensing requirements are they're subject to some debate, but uh -huh. the only thing that everybody agrees on is the vaping ban. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And so the effort yeah. there has been uh, for the past couple of days to call the governor. Um, right. You know, his phone number is up on the CASA call to action. The people in New York and New York State Vapor Association, um, yes. they they have posted that up. Uh, and are promoting for promoting the governor's phone number. So, um, if you, if you live in New York, if you do business in New York, give the governor of New York a phone call, um, and I'll I'll give that number to you now. And uh, he'll love you for it. <laughs> yep, it's uh, area area code five one eight four seven four eight three nine zero. Governor Cuomo, please remove the vapor language from the state's budget. That's the ask. Vapor needs okay. to be out of it completely. Okay. No point, there's no point in mincing words with, you know, trying to get specific sections, this and that. It's just right. remove vapor from the budget altogether. Sure. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Ah. And, and, you know, you're, you elect these people, they should expect to hear from you. Yeah. And I can tell you, um, it having flown out of LaGuardia this morning, <laughs> <laughs> um, if if they're spending their money on upgrading that airport so that more cars can go there, they're wasting your money. <laughs> I think that is the most ridiculous thing in the world. I, LaGuardia is the only kind of regional airport with the exception of Teterboro. Teterboro mm -hmm. is like a private airport, okay? okay. No, commercial stuff doesn't fly in and out of Teterboro. Right. LaGuardia is the only airport that you can't get to by rail. JFK has an air train and a, you know, almost a direct link to the A or the E the subway lines. And mm -hmm. you know, Amtrak and New Jersey Transit both stop at New. So LaGuardia is it's like the biggest pain in the ass airport to get to. <laughs> and, and it's been that way. It's just, it's always been kind of a nightmare. Right. When they started upgrading LaGuardia, like the first thing they did was build a bigger parking garage. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, the traffic in and around LaGuardia is horrible. Obviously, oh, right. we need to, obviously we need to encourage people to drive. Well, I'm saying, I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't send more regional public transport to the area. That would make sense. 
I mean, there's buses, but right. you know, that's kind of a pain in the ass. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah. That's my 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 ranting about the metropolitan <laughs> transportation. This I, you know, that's completely off topic. Sorry to get out into the week, but you know, all that to say, you know, they're, they're, that's how they're spending your money. Um, just one example. So. <laughs> Uh, it, it sure would be nice to have a new airport at some point, but um, <laughs> seem to be going about it in a very weird and disruptive way. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, the other thing that I haven't really dug into, and I I, uh, I did get a message last week, and okay. I didn't want to mention it. Uh, Alaska is looking at uh, an indoor. Uh, I, I, I can't remember if Alaska, I don't, Alaska doesn't have an indoor smoking ban. Right. What I understand. I remember yeah. that in the, in the years past, in the past couple of years, they tried to pass, it was like AB 40 and SB one. Those were right. the, the bills I remember. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if I got the house designations correct, but um, so, uh, and those bills were um, implementing a, a vaping ban as well. So this year they have SB 63, um, and, and I actually watched a bit of last week's committee yeah. hearing, right. and uh, there was actually no mention of vape. They were talking about um, kind of the design, you know, the definition and designations of what, you know, what's a club, right. and uh, you know, is it freestanding? Is it connected to things, and so on and so forth. And they didn't talk about vaping at all. Um, Again, you know, this type of proposal has failed the past few years. I don't okay. know exactly, you know, what kind of legs this has. Uh -huh. uh, I don't have any intel, you know, in, in the way of, you know, who's supporting what. But right. um, just to let people know, uh, I am look. we're looking into that and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, okay. But uh, there is an indoor vaping ban bill in Alaska. Uh -huh. And... Yeah, because it never gets cold in Alaska. It's always so temperate. It's a yeah, perfect why, place to go outside and vape. Why? Yeah, why wouldn't you want to go outside in Alaska in January? I, you know, yeah. If you're, if, if you're an American, that's just what you do. <laughs> um, so, uh, and the other thing uh, before I get into looking forward, um, uh, okay. Texas. Texas has been looking at, there, there were sort of multiple tobacco 21 bills in texas and this is just this is texas what yes. happens is that you know several lawmakers introduced essentially the same bill and then mm -hmm. you kind of got to figure out and see which one's going to move um so mm -hmm. i'm looking into that this weekend i know uh -huh. that uh the, the trade associations have been uh trying to organize their members um right. and i believe there is a committee hearing on uh -huh. tuesday for okay. a tobacco 21 bill so um, be on the lookout for that. I don't know if I'm going to get to that tonight or tomorrow, but um, okay. uh, obviously we're opposed to Tobacco 21 and we'll probably be putting something out soon. Uh, and yes. it may, it, that actually may be a more targeted type of engagement. So uh, okay. if you're in Texas, be aware that Tobacco 21 is on the move, uh, okay. but also understand that we may not be contacting you directly because we may kind of try to keep this a bit more targeted. Okay. And that brings me to the looking forward. Um, okay. I don't want to get too deep into strategy and revealing strategy, but I, I should mention that um, you know our 
uh, support of HR 1136 continues. Uh, and we, we, we have been working uh, closely and cooperatively with VTA and Safana mm -hmm. and the AVA mm -hmm. and um, as, as always, um, ATR, Americans for Tax Reform, has been very helpful. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, if you haven't received a, a direct kind of email asking you to participate in urging your um, member of Congress to support, um, don't worry, <laughs> it's coming. Right. But we have been kind of this, you know, this has been a bit selective at the okay. moment. Um, there are, uh, you know, specific people that I think need to be kind of quietly nudged before right. we get into the broad push for support. So if, if things seem a little bit quiet now, it's because, you know, there's a, there's a more, there's a very intentional effort going on. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, working closely and cooperatively with the other trade associations is, is, has been very helpful. Uh -huh. um, you know, we all work together and we all share information and, um, and, and try to try to be as uh, effective as we can and not, not overly duplicating each other's efforts. Right. And so, yeah. yeah, so I, I just, I want to put that out there because, you know, last year there was a lot of talk about nobody is, you know, nobody's on the same page and everybody's talking about different stuff. And, right. you know, it, I think there were some misperceptions actually about what was going on because, you know, when we, when we all get together and talk, we're not, you know, we're not doing it on YouTube or Skype or, you know, there's not a live broadcast of what's going on. Right. That should be obvious. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, but, you know, the people don't, people don't see that and they don't understand that there is a lot of work that happens behind the scenes that never gets broadcast. And, and right. you know, we're, we're not really ever going to give a lot of details publicly. So mm -hmm. um, it's nothing nefarious. It's just, you know, you don't, you don't show your cards to the other team. Not just, if you can help it. <laughs> I just I just mix game metaphors there. Um, I, I got what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you never show the other poker players what's in your hand. Yeah, until you get to the end zone, and then uh, and then and then you 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 pull back your stick and you aim to hit the puck in there so you can get a goal. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I wanted to emphasize that. Yeah. yeah let sure. everybody know that, that we are all working together. Um, awesome. And so uh, that also being the case, um, you know, one of the things that we, we hope to see going forward is, um, you know, working through the trade associations to get our, you know, letter writing campaigns sort of distributed among their members sure. and, and have that made available to, to their customers um, awesome. so that they can participate. And, yeah. um, you know, right now we, we have this, you know, actually write a letter campaign. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, putting that as the first option before we go for the broader, you know, send an email. Right. Because, you know, we really, really want to encourage people to, you know, to send that handwritten, heartfelt letter yeah. to their lawmakers. And, and that um, actually the partic this particular engagement is to secretary price right. but you know eventually another campaign is coming where we're going to be
encouraging people to handwrite letters, you know, in support of 1136. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, the Cole Bishop Amendment is still a thing, by the way. Um, oh. So uh, it's uh, that. It's in the uh, appropriations bill, isn't it? Yep, it's in the Ag appropriations bill. Right. And, um, you know, the effort there is to make sure that that, you know, much like at the end of last year, the effort is to make sure that that stays in the budget. Sure. Um, so uh, hopefully, <laughs> once I, you know, once the Donald is done, like gutting Obamacare and whatever else they're going to just strip out of America, um, hopefully we'll see the, the budget start to move. Um, obviously, this past week and this weekend, I'm sure, is dominated with talk about uh, the health care. Um, yeah. But uh, hopefully that conversation will change within the next month to the budget, and yeah. um, and we'll see some movement there. So, yeah. um, uh, But yeah, any engagements involving 1136 also goes to support keeping the Cole Bishop Amendment in ag appropriations. Which is awesome. And then I'll just, and, okay. and since since we're there, um, okay. I'll just end on the, the best note of all is that okay. we are rapidly gathering co-sponsors on HR 1136. I think we yes. are up to, I think we're up to 31 now. Um, awesome. I, I, I put out an update uh, yesterday or the day before, and um, that was 28, I think, or 27. Wow. Uh, and so I, I'll need to update for Monday. I'm, yeah, I whenever mean, I get a chance this weekend, um, where it seems like the the co-sponsors are are signing on a lot quicker than they did before. Yeah, well, you know, we had we had seventy two, right? Seventy two or seventy seven co-sponsors for HR twenty fifty eight, and it's a very similar effort. You know, co-sponsors for that was an indication of support for the Cole Bishop Amendment. Right, it's, it's the same thing here. Support mm -hmm. for HR 1136 translates to support Cole Bishop. Right. You know, the, the first group of people that, you know, the asks went out to were mm -hmm. HR 2058 co-sponsors. So yeah. it should actually be relatively easy to get those 70-some uh, 2058 co-sponsors to sign on to 1136. And, uh, and we, we're already getting a lot of that. And we're getting some new people, too, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Alex, should I let you go rest? Oh, there's there's no rest for me. There's no rest. <laughs> I gotta run to FedEx Kinkos and pick up a bunch of copies of stuff and Okay. Some well, somewhere hunt down some dinner. Oh well, I should let you get to that. Thank you for coming on and talking to us, Alex, and thank you for everything you do for us. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Alex. Thanks. Don't stop recording, Barry. Um, you can get CASA updates at CASA.org. You can get CASA updates at SoundCloud. Uh, you can get the CASA updates by looking up the CASA.org feed on iTunes. So you can always get our podcast and you'll always know what we're doing.